Hello there. You're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Gonna do get some Holy Spirit. What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. Um, how do we start today? I have been, sorry, as I'm organizing my desk, I just wanted to make sure you could hear all that. <laughs> um, so I mean, so like the word has been so fun lately. Um, getting in the word, receiving the word, trying to get revelation about the word. Like it's one of the, the like the best ways that I connect with the Lord um, is through learning. And like we said last time, learning and fasting and I'm doing both. And so because I am fasting, because I am giving myself restrictions <laughs> on, my, my, on my diet, um, like the word just sounds better. It just reads better and it's, and impacts my soul better and like the lord's doing so many cool things right now with my wife and i that it's just it's just an awesome time to be a christian in our life (laughs) like it's just fun there's so many cool things going on but part of that is reading the bible and i'm you know going through john going through the gospels going through everything else when i read the word like it's so funny i how you where you put yourself into the stories of the Bible, like where, when you read the parable of whatever, you know, the parable of the talents, like we talked about, uh, I talked about in the last episode, like, where do you see yourself? You know, like, 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 are you the kingdom who's like going out and like building kingdom? Are you the, the person who's trying to do good with what God's given you? Or the, are you the person who's scared of the things, scared of losing what your, what your, your Lord gave you? And, so as I was reading the word and kind of reading through John, it really landed, but then reading through Luke, it just like even more confirmed it is like, I keep having this reoccurring thought. Could I have walked with Jesus in real time and not been offended? And I know that sounds like a weird question, but like, if you think about those people that were walking with Jesus, the people in the cities, the people going to see him, bro, he was not easy. Like, it's, it's crazy to think about, like, don't get me wrong, like his yoke is easy. I get all that. Like, like his heart for things is amazing. But in the same breath of him saying these things, you know, come, come in, like how he ends the Beatitudes in, in Matthew, my, my yoke is lighter. My burden is light without part. He's also throwing down massive gauntlets to people. Just unbelievably outlandish things to say to people and just leaving it there. You know, as his, as his ministry progressed, he got more and more obtuse, speaking in parables, being in codes. And we are so insanely lucky because we have the Bible as the complete canon you know what I mean? We have from Genesis to Revelation in front of us at all times. So at any point in time, we are confused or have a question or like, eh, you know, let's get some cross reference points here. We can go do all that. We have studies. 
We have scholars that are smarter than me (laughs) that can give insight and revelation to things they've learned and studied. And we just have this amazing wealth of information currently now, more than anyone has ever had in the history of the world with regards to understanding the scriptures, understanding the Bible. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, and so, so I, I say that as like the, the accountability for our generation to, to not be informed or to not be in a place of relationship with the Lord is crazy because there's so much. I mean, there's a lot of distraction. Yeah, there's always distraction, but there's so much information. There's so much readily available for anybody who wants it that, that there is no excuse. You know, I mean, it's crazy to, to think that, but that's totally true. Um, but I also think about like the the thought process started like this. Wouldn't it have been amazing to walk with Jesus? Um, my brother-in-law gave a, um, a sermon months ago now when we were back in San Diego and it was like count the cost, I think was the, the the name of the, the message kind of more or less. Um, but it was talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, like what it means to be a follower of Christ and like, like what that really entails, you know, like pick up your cross and, and follow me. Like, what, what does that mean? And are we willing to do that? Like, do we want to be just someone like who is just, oh, he's my Lord and he's my savior, but he's not really my Lord. And I've been listening to a lot of Francis Chan lately, um, who I am a huge fan of, um, and but he's been talking a lot about, he made this really great statement about, cause he was asked like why his preaching has changed. Like his, his ministry has changed significantly. Um, and I would say for the better completely, you know, it was, his ministry wasn't bad, but you know how that goes. And he was talking about how he was going through the Bible and he read the prophets and they all sounded a certain way and preached a certain message. And then he read Jesus and he sounded just like the prophets and preached a certain message. And then he listened to himself and he didn't sound anything like that. And he thought that was a problem, which is what an unbelievable thing to, to, to acknowledge. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, like, like if I'm going to preach this gospel, I should probably be as close to possible as to the son of Christ who was preaching it. You know what I mean? Like I should be, I should be in the, <laughs> in the ballpark of his messaging because he pretty much nailed it. And if we're not, and his, 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 his and the point of that is saying he was so worried about the, the user experience, the customer experience. And I hate to say that, but as a pastor, I'm sure that's gotta be an issue. Like you got, you know, like you gotta think about the people that you're, you're pastoring to. Um, now there's a difference between thinking about them from pastoral care. Like how do I preach them? How do I pray for them? How do I do that? Versus how do I tickle their ears? And I think that's what he was identifying is like, it's easy for, for people today to try and tickle the ears of those who are there to get popular or to get size. And it's like, well, quality and quantity are not one-to-one ratios all the time. And so I thought that was a really interesting, like self-awareness. And so backing up to the Old Testament, like, do you think you could have walked with Jesus and maintained? Like, do you think? Like, would you have made it? And I'm, I'm saying you, like, rhetorically, but like, would I have made it? I mean, I, I want to say yes, but... <laughs> 
I can't. I can't honestly say yes. Like, bro, I just got shipwrecked for two weeks spiraling on my own misery. You know what I mean? Like, that's how quickly my walk got. So, hey, award to most likely to, <laughs> to not succeed. You know, I'm not speaking that over my walk and everything else, but I'm saying is that, like, imagine, imagine, it's like, I, I'll go back to Luke 6 is where it starts, okay? Like, it gets, it gets going. Um, Luke 6 and probably in, uh, 46. This is the part that I think is just powerful because it's very true. And 46 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? Stop. That's Jesus talking. It's like, why are you calling me Lord? A Lord is someone who reigns over you. They are your Lord. So if you're going to call me Lord and then not do any of the things I tell you to do, well, that's not how that works. Then I am not your Lord. I'm just someone you want me to be nice to you on the day of judgment. And I think hands fully raised on my side here. So often we get in that, like, like be my, be the, be the cool savior, but don't be fear of the Lord. You know what I mean? Don't be the awe of God. Like, Hey, I want to get into heaven, but also on my own terms. I want to do the things my way. I want to stay in my comfort zone. I don't want to be stretched. I don't want to be obedient to what the Lord is telling me or no what that is. We don't have that full living on the altar perception or, or, or goal or perspective. Um, I don't a lot. And, I, and, and it's not purposeful. You know what I mean? Like we just get comfy. We, we get very, ah, you know, like, 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 oh, I like these things. I like these things. And before you know it, those things have a grip on you more than you'd ever realize, you know? Like, I don't like social awkwardness. <laughs> I don't like socially awkward situations. I don't know what to do. I, like, I don't know what to do with like weird moments and I have like microscopic panic attacks. Like, I, I don't like introducing myself to someone I don't know. I don't like that moment in a conversation where clearly I'm out of things to say and clearly you're out of things to say and we just don't have any rhythm you know what i mean like 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 having a conversation with someone is tough i hate those moments <laughs> i loathe them because they just i'm like well big gulps huh you know what i mean like that's i i almost always go back to like a jim carrey phrase like oh man like something from from ace ventura or something from dumb and dumber like it's immediately like those are your skis you know what I mean? <laughs> just weird awkward moments and i don't like them and I don't like talking to strangers. So, you know, going out and saying like, hey, the Lord's like, hey, go pray for that person. I'm like, oh my gosh, full meltdown, full like, uh, Lord, are you sure though? Cause like, you know, and then that's, uh, that's my, my way of saying, Lord, you're not my Lord. Like I'll do it when I'm comfortable in my own time and I'm ready, Lord. You know what I mean? Like that's me. When I have that unction or I have that Holy Spirit press to go stretch out of my comfort zone and I'm saying no, well, think about all the times that would equate to the Gospels when Jesus was talking to these people, you know, like it's, oh man, it's so brutal, but like Jesus in um, Luke six forty nine, right? But the one who has merely heard and has not practiced what I say is like a foolish man who built a house on the ground without any foundation and the torrent burst against it and it immediately collapsed and the ruin of the house was great. 
Like he's just saying it's ridiculous to, to follow me, but not do any of the things I'm telling you. Like here, here are the commands that you're, we're clearly given throughout the Bible. Like there's, there is, you, we cannot mistake what we're being called to and asked to do. Yet we routinely, and by we, I mean me, of course, say no by our actions. Say no to the obedience. And worship, the purest form of worship to the Lord is obedience. The purest form of worship is sold out radical obedience. Immediate obedience. Without question obedience. That is worship. That is the mark. That is seeking his face. You know, no matter what, Lord, I, I'm going to live on the altar for you, no matter what you ask me. But we, we, we get so much information now, like we know about salvation. We know about grace because Paul preached it. But like, go back to John. They didn't have this. Go back to Luke. They didn't have this. Like, like they didn't get that. And that, like, I, like Luke 9, we'll just go there real quick. I love it when <laughs> like Luke 9 obviously ends with my my favorite. One of my favorite scriptures is that, you know, no man after putting his hand on the plow and looking back is perfect for the kingdom of God. But we don't get why he's saying that. Like, like we have to back up and know the context of what that scripture comes from. Um, basically starts in Luke 9, 57. It says, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Like we have this, this is in Matthew as well. Um, and this is like, 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 dude, you want to talk about just like a, like a mic drop moment. Like someone's like, Lord, Lord, I want to follow you. Like I'll follow you wherever you go. Wherever you go, dude, bro, I'm, I'm with you. Me, you, boom, road dogs. Let's knock it up. Let's go. And the guy, and Jesus is like, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Then he said to another, follow me, accept me as master and teacher. But he said, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. And then Jesus just in front of his face, let the dead bury the dead. Are you about me and my business? Then, then get on board, bro. You know, I'm, I'm clearly paraphrasing. Um, this is the new, the new, the new version translation. <laughs> He said, the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and spread the news about the kingdom of God. Like, like, bro, you're worried. Like, stop focusing on the, on the, on the present. Focus on the internal, the, the kingdom of God. That is now. Like, that's where your focus should be. That's where everything should be. Um, and then the other one said, Lord, I'll follow you as, as your disciple. But first, let me say goodbye to those in my home. And he's like, no, 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 no. If, if, if I'm, if you're about my business and I'm about the kingdom business. And that means you don't have, no, don't go so, say goodbye to your family. Either you're about what we're doing or you're not. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, imagine you going up to your favorite pastor, whatever like that, your favorite teacher, and like, 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 oh, I want to be about, you know, I, I want to be in your ministry. And they just give you some ruthless response like that. Just straight up. I, I want to I wanna come in and, and take, go to your church, but I have a funeral I'm going to on Sunday. And he's like, they're dead, bro. Get over here. The, you know, the life that you need is over here, regardless of the dead. And you're like, that's my mom. <laughs> you know, like that's someone I loved. And like, you, you know, like, is that not insane? 
Like that, but that's the gauntlet that Jesus laid down. He was unapologetically, unapologetically, like just threw gauntlets down, lines in the sand for people. And, and we were like, we read this in context of like, uh, you know, but imagine you're that person. Now, again, I, I, I think every time Jesus has a harsh reply to people, I, I, I think what we're not hearing is like, he knows the heart of that person, right? And I think his response is to make their heart posture painfully obvious to them. Like I, I, that's, I, I sense that when I'm, I'm reading this is like, like those people that were talking to him, they were more just like, Hey, like, it sounds great to follow this, but he was giving them a, an option by like, no, no, no. Like, like this is real. What we're doing over here is serious. I'm about my father and his kingdom. So don't come here half, but you know what I mean? Don't just come here a little bit wanting to kind of play Christian. No, no, no. Like we're about our business over here. So when you step into the ring, bro, you coming at the champ. <laughs> you know, and, but like every time you see that, like his harsh remarks, they're always at Pharisees. They're always at scribes. They're at lawyers. They're at people trying to boast publicly. But like his, he, I, I always just get that his heart posture. He goes right at the heart posture. He goes right at their true intent because that's what Jesus was all about. Like to say the things you want to say, but what you're thinking, what you're feeling, that's, that's the part I'm worried about. Like if you hate your brother, then that's murder, man. I'm, I want to I want to address that. And so the reason why I say that and what, what kind of started was, was if you jump over into John, right? Like John 6, John 6, yeah. Um, after they had, after he had fed the 5,000 and they're moving on to the next spot, all the people showed up, like all the people showed up, but they all showed up for the wrong reasons. Like, like everyone showed up to see Jesus because of the miracles, because of the feeding, they wanted a spectacle, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. Keep pausing. Um, 630. And so they said to him, Jesus, what sign attesting miracle will you do that we may see it and believe you? What supernatural work will you do as proof? Like he had just done all this stuff, dude. Like he had just fed. Like, what do you, what do you mean? What else? Like, bro, I just fed 15,000 people, you know, with the five and deuce. You know, what are you talking about? And this is where, like, Jesus, like, you can tell he's like, oh, your hearts are ridiculous. So I'm about to say something straight up crazy town. And that's where the bread of life comes in. Um, you know, I'm the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. And the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty for the one will be sustained spiritually. That's what he's like, you know, like, like, like take, like eat my flesh, drink my blood. Like it's, oh, like he's nailing them with this. Like I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, believes in me, he will live forever. And the bread that I give for the life of the word is my flesh. Like, and again, there's no explanation. There's no talking. Like there's no him going, oh, by the way, what I really mean is this, or, oh, hey, by the way, this is an amplified version. So I give you a little context, you know what I mean? Or here's this version. And there's like a little explanation that goes, I didn't mean like eating me personally, but imagine if you're Jewish, right? Imagine the, the, the food laws that goes with being a Jew and what you can eat. And I'm pretty sure high on the list is another human being. Like, I don't know the laws perfectly. I am not a scribe. However, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Eating human flesh and drinking human blood is probably up there with pork. 
but that's like Jesus just makes those statements. Like, like he just says that. I assure you, this is this is uh, John six fifty three, and Jesus said to them, "I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of the Man and drink His blood, you do not have life in yourselves." Like, 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 can you fathom that? Mic drop. And he just leaves it on the table and walks. It, it, that's it. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Like what? With no explanation, no like, why, well, guys, I'm using metaphor here. I'm using, I, I mean, spiritually. None of that. None of that. And it wasn't like, again, like they didn't have the Bible. They didn't have any other resources. They just had to hear this. Imagine being in, a, in that in that sermon. You know what I mean? Like that's like, you're, you're like, uh, I just walked from, you know what I mean? Gethsemane, wherever. Fear, tired, you know, whatever. This guy is supposed to be the the, the the son of God, all that stuff. That's amazing. And then I get there to hear, bro, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And that's 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 it. Anyway, after that, you're good. I, what do you do with that? What would you do with that? I mean, in real time, what would you do with that? You would do most likely what they did and walked away. Like, like so many people walked away from him. Like, like the, he even says, like the disciples are like, all, uh, <laughs> oh man, like, you know what I mean? Can you imagine all the disciples like being there and like being his hype man for so long? And then he just drops that massive bomb about being a cannibal. And they're like, all, ah, hey, um, real talk, rabbi, real quick. <laughs> they even said this in, in 660. It says, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, this is a difficult and harsh and offensive statement. Who can be expected to listen to it? But Jesus said, aware that his disciples were complaining about it and asked him, does this cause you to stumble and take offense? Then he says, what then will you think if you see the son of man ascending into the realm where he was before? It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But still, there are some of you who do not believe and have faith. For Jesus knew the beginning who did not believe and who would betray him. Oh, man. And, it's, uh, and it's, that's where it says in 66. As a result of this, many of his disciples abandoned him and no longer walked with him. Like, like you know what I mean? That's where he was like, oh, you guys, you guys sticking around or what? You, you guys out? Like there, there was no apology in his in his in his preaching. There was none. He absolutely like he went at the hearts. Like and it's like, like imagine that. Like these are people that were following him. These are his disciples. You know, many of his disciples. It wasn't many of the people that were fans. Many of the people that just liked to have stories told them. These were people that were considered disciples according to John. John's writing. If he doesn't know discipleship, then no one, you know what I mean? Like, like, so his disciples are walking away. Like, I mean, remember that there's like 70 that went out and he sent out two by two and blah, blah, blah. There were a lot of people following him and many to the point where he's looking back at the 12 and they're like, oh, I mean, what do we, what do we do? You know, like, like Peter being the rare moment, Lord, whom shall, where shall, whom shall we go? You are, you are the Christ. Like you're it, bro. There is no other. So if this is what you're saying, then, you know, I choose thigh. Like I'll take thigh. I call thigh dibs, dibs, thigh, me. Got it, thigh. You know, and that, that, 
but that's where they were at. Like they, they there was no other option, but I, I go back to those people and it's like, man, do you fault them for not believing Jesus? Well, yes, you do, but do I judge them? No, no. I mean, okay. So like, imagine the cost, like, like, like everything to like things that are, are amazing, have a, the more precious something is, the more it costs. Right. So walking with the Messiah, like, can you imagine a better experience in the world besides us going into heaven and living for eternity with him? Like, can you imagine a better, better reality than to walk with the son of God, to walk hand in hand, step by step with the son of God and hear literally the word made flesh. You're seeing it. You're hearing everything he spoke. He spoke according to what he had heard from the father. You're hearing God talk to us. And you're walking with him. Miracles, healings, deliverance, everything. You're, you're, you're witnessing it. Like, like, I mean, you know, we all know, like, most of us know that, that what it's like to be in the presence. Like when the Holy Spirit is there and like, but you're walking with him. Like you're walking with Jesus. Like, could there be no greater amazing time? Well, too much is given, much is, much is earned, you know, or to whatever that phrase is, like it requested because it wasn't easy to walk with Jesus. The people that got to walk with Jesus, like unbelievable, but it was not easy. It was super tough, man. Jesus constantly threw out just these landmines for people to step on and take offense. Like, I love that when he says that, like, have you taken offense? Does this cause you to stumble and take offense? And that is so much of us of our walks. We stumble and take offense at something. You know, but it doesn't change what was said or who he is or what the end, like, you know, what I mean, what our goals are. And that's that. Oh, man. So I was thinking about that for a while. My like, Lord, would I have, would I have passed the test? I'm so thankful I'm, I'm, I'm here now and I get to see all this in its entirety or at least get to, to see all your words so I can you know, the, the, the word of God, like the, the sword of truth, like, you know, separate bone from marrow. Anyway, it's like being able to, to receive this now is an amazing, like what a blessing, what a blessing that we get. Cause it's so easy to look at the Israelites and say, how'd they not know they crucified Jesus? Like, bro, like two minutes ago, he was telling everyone to eat him. Like they had to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Like, 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 come on, have a little bit of sympathy for the time, you know, like, like, let's be a little bit sympathetic, but it's hard to, because we, I mean, again, a lot of times we read this from like, how they not know it's Jesus. Like, how'd you not know? It's like, well, dude, Jesus was an absolute boss, man. He was unbelievable. Like he was, he was so many things. Like for some reason we have this idea of this hippie Jesus, you know, not the Jesus movement. But like, that's the, our idea that he was this super pacifist, peace loving, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, man, he was an absolute fire starter. He was a flamethrower. Everywhere he went, he spoke nothing but boss statements. Whenever he was in a room with the Pharisees and the Sadducees or whoever, they were just talking all out of pocket. He would just, boom, crush them. Looking them dead in the face and calling them a den of vipers, you know what I mean? Like just relentlessly looking at them and addressing their hearts, addressing what needed to be healing, their pride, 
their, their presumptions, all that. And he did it ruthlessly, unapologetically. He didn't do it to tickle the ears, but he did give them truth that they would be accountable. We're all accountable. You know what I mean? Like we're all, Hey, you've heard this. All right. Now what? Like, that's the crazy part that, you know, like you, you, there is no excuse not to know this. There is no, there will be no excuse. Like we like, Oh man. Oh. And so then it's like, all right, am I about his, you know, it, it, the same gauntlets that are thrown down, like pick up your cross and follow me. Like that's such a brutal part too. that, that ruler, like, dude, pick up your cross, follow me, you know, sell all your stuff, follow me. Like the eternal is, we can't fathom eternity and it's so much bigger and better. And I talked about it before, like, what if we get up there and 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 we're, we 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 have the ability to, to to be in His presence? What would you not have sacrificed on Earth for this momentary existence to be just one inch closer? Imagine being one inch closer to Jesus for eternity. Imagine being one foot closer, just a little, like just a little bit closer based on, again, this is not a workspace, but a sacrifice and obedience face, uh, uh, obedience posture. This isn't like, Hey, you need to work your way into heaven. That's not what I'm saying at all, but I am saying there is an obedience factor. I am saying there is a sanctification factor for those who live in obedience. And there is a reward for that. The rewards are in heaven. It's talked about throughout the Bible, the rewards in heaven. So imagine what, what wouldn't you sacrifice right now today, this very moment for one foot closer to Jesus for eternity. You know what I mean? Like to be that much closer to his presence, to be that much closer to him, the creator of all things. Like, oh my, like there's not one thing I wouldn't sacrifice. There's not one thing. I, so it makes me so frustrated when my flesh holds on to things. When my flesh holds on to gluttony, when my flesh holds on to, to laziness, when my flesh holds on to um, embarrassment of what someone would think of me if I walked up to them and said, hey, can I pray for you? Like it frustrates me. And it's that, that like, all right, Lord, like why am I, why do I care? Because if, if you're doing it, man, then, then what do I care? Like why am I, why am I not letting you work through me? Why do I kibosh it? You know, and I kibosh it because of pride, my perception of myself, I'm going to look weird. I'm going to be awkward. And that's like one of my big things. I was like, I don't, I don't want to look weird. I don't want to look awkward. I don't want to look anything. I just want to exist. You know what I mean? I don't, but that's not what we're called to. We're not called to a simple existence of just existing. We're called to be rivers of flowing water, his spirit flowing through us to others. Him us worshiping him, receiving him, and then letting him throw, flow through us. Ourselves magnified through him flowing through us. Not us, but him. He gets the glory. He gets the honor. He gets the praise. And if we're not letting him work through us, then what is that? Then that's, that, that's a dead spirit, you know? And I just, oh man, I, that's what I've been thinking about. Like, like all right, Lord, like, gosh, could I have walked with you in real time? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say yes, but my, uh, like, the, like, the, like reading what I'm reading and seeing how he just threw those things down, 
Um, if my heart posture was wrong, like approaching Jesus, but like a superficial, like, eh, just like kind of like a, you know, clout, like, you know, like the modern day influencer. I just want to be someone that says something cool in front of a large crowd. Like I, I'm sure I'd get smashed the way that Jesus smashed those that did that. Those that were after him for the wrong reasons, those that wanted the wrong things he came at with ruthlessness, not ruthlessness, but you know what I mean? Like just absolute ooh, truth, harsh, unapologetic truth of where their heart was at and what it was going to lead to. And so, man, yeah, I, I, maybe I could walk. I don't know, but I'm walking today. I'm walking today. I'm walking now. And that's all I can do is focus on his eternity and making sure today I'm as obedient as I, I know to be, as I, as I believe to be, as what he's saying, like, Lord, today's a new opportunity for me to be more obedient. Today's a new opportunity for me to be more generous, to be more loving, to be more aware of you in me so that you flow through me. Less of me, more of you. Like, like today, I, I'll, every day, Lord, let me see your face. I'm chasing after your face. Like I said recently, like, you know, like the hand of God is amazing, but the face of God is the destination. The face of God is where I want to be. The hand comes with it, but I, I want to know that I'm chasing after him, his face, his presence, his honor, his glory, his obedience, his kingdom. I don't get to ask to be invited into the kingdom and then not obey him. And he's so worthy of obedience. And that's where I'm at. And, but it's fun to read this Bible and be like, man, that's poor people. Like, oh, you know. Uh, anyway, so that was my, where I'm at today. Um, <clears throat> obedience, dude. Just sold out. What's that going to look like for me? Um, as I get more and more understanding of that and revelation of that and what that, how that manifests, how that walks itself out, I, I'm excited for it. It's probably gonna put me in some serious awkward situations. <laughs> it's probably gonna put me in some real humdingers where I am so far out of my comfort zone that it has to be the Lord because I wouldn't be there for a million bucks. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for that, what that looks like. Um, yeah, and excited to hear from him in real time and be obedient. Oh, so exciting. Love it. Anyway, okay. You guys are awesome. Thank you all for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye.